people, they're just like, who do you think you are? I don't know. I'm a Mara fucking Luciano. <laughs> I used to shy away from words like power, but then it was something I really wanted. No matter how good and perfect you are perceived on the outside, if it's a lie, it's a lie. Then sticking with and wallowing in the past, we're moving into something better, something whole, something deeper, something that has you constantly in the driver's seat. I think the way we're conditioned nowadays is like when you hear power, you're like badass. We've got to be a badass. You're in the leather jacket and have the dark makeup. And when you look at someone like me, I don't even think that you necessarily assume that we would do something like shadow work because I'm very romantic and loving and happy. But that's kind of the beautiful flip side of all of that. Where there's gentleness, there's also ferocity. That level of strength, that level of conscious choice is so incredibly powerful. It is your power. Trusting that your worth is so much deeper than something some old king, priest, emperor laid down on you. Really, it's about whether or not we vibe, whether or not we connect, whether something I say lands. I would rather we show a whole hell of a lot more compassion, kindness to ourselves, and therefore by extension to each other, rather than focusing on how we get it all to work or how we control people or manipulate people into giving us what we want. It's like, dude, just chill. <laughs> Okay, not to brag, or maybe to brag a little bit, but I'm kind of the queen of setting boundaries. I'm really getting good at setting boundaries. I am so proud and excited and love how I set boundaries, and I'm continually practicing it. A large part of the reason why I love doing it so much, and I love talking about it like I do, to the point where I posted something in a course community group that I'm going to read for you to kind of illuminate what we're going to or at least set a context for what we're going to talk about and how we're going to talk about boundaries. Because we've already touched a little bit on it in the show in a previous season when I was doing other things with this podcast. But there is a, a podcast episode called something like boundaries are up for discussion, not manipulation. And that one is a good place to start also. It's just dated a few months back and I have more revelations about boundaries now than I ever did. And I think it's important to share because what I often see is people struggle and end up in their not self themes from a human design perspective of frustration, bitterness, disappointment, um, anger when people are not respecting them, when the boundaries they have set are ineffective because they're not producing the results they want. Generally speaking, what I often find people try to set boundaries around, and it's something that I'm constantly working with my family around even, when I see people try to set boundaries, I see them constantly going for, how do I get this person to stop? How do I get this thing to stop? How do I get these circumstances to change? How do I control and manipulate the situation, control and manipulate another person? And I don't say that to kind of put you in this right or wrong space. It's not about right or wrong. It's about the fact that you're doing it because it's self-protective human behavior. You're trying to ensure your own survival. You're trying to ensure your own sense of safety and comfortability, which is fine, However, it can lead to harmful or toxic behaviors because manipulation is often toxic. We manipulate everywhere in our lives, though. We manipulate reality as we speak. So again, it's not always toxic. It's not always unhealthy. But I find that when people, especially in relationship to others, when they try to set a boundary, it's because they want to manipulate someone else. They want people to adhere, to act in accordance with their words and their demands. And that's not how life works. And that's not what boundaries are actually for or what they're about. So to bring that home for you, I'm going to read this post that I dropped in a course community group 
um, that I loved and got a lot of good feedback from because I think it really hit. It understand it, it encapsulates and helps people understand what I think is the missing piece for most people when they're trying to set boundaries in an effective way. So I wrote, boundaries are for you, babe. So you know what to do. Not so you can tell other people what to do. So let me say that part again. So you know what to do, not so you can tell others what to do. They're your instruction manual. So you know how to conduct yourself when you're being mistreated, gaslit, manipulated. So you know what the consequences are when your lines are crossed and your values aren't respected. So you know how to pull back your energy and reclaim capacity from situations and people that drain you. You're going to gaslight and manipulate yourself, and I should have added in parentheses, and others because it's self-protective human behavior. Happily admit that shit and then validate your feelings and make sure your words and actions match. You are powerful enough to meet your own needs first. You are the first most important precedent for how you're treated. Every time you set a boundary is worth it, even when it's taking time building to last. Be proud of yourself for taking that step forward because you're doing a damn good job. Lastly, more than one truth can exist at one time. You can feel impatient it's taking so long to sink in and patient and grateful for yourself with yourself and your relationships while they adjust. It's a spectrum, not a continuum. You got this. So this post in a course community group got a lot of loving and great feedback. And I think, like I said, it's because it helps this really land. Boundaries are not this tool for manipulation. Boundaries are a tool for you to navigate through life and through the different circumstances that arise when you're dealing with other people. Because the fact of the matter is, in life, you're going to be surrounded by all kinds of people, some of which who do not respect or understand or care for or are compassionate to your values, your interests, your well-being. I mean, we see this in politics. We see this in the world at large about how people talk about other people's uh, desires or needs, how they talk about their values. There's a lot of demonizing and conflicting and all of these things. And of course, that there's deeper conversations to be had there. So I don't want to get off track, but we see this play out in life. We see this at family gatherings. We see this when you're at, you know, a holiday celebration and you're at the dinner table and you can't stomach sitting next to your aunt or uncle or whomever because they have and espouse beliefs. They talk about things that you don't want to hear. Or you don't want to be part of. And in those cases, when you're feeling that discomfort, that is your nervous system saying, hey, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel safe. I, I feel like this is dangerous, especially if you're someone who comes from a background of trauma, especially if you're someone who comes from a background of abuse like I have. Those conversations can feel especially dangerous because you have experience. Your mind has evidence that if it goes south, you will get hurt, not just emotionally, but physically, both even. And so there are real consequences that are present in your mind. You're perceiving danger, even though danger is not necessarily in front of you based on past experience, ergo trauma. <laughs> that is survival stress being stored survival stress talking. And we know that, right? So then when we're feeling that in order to mitigate that, we think the response is to lash out. We think the response is to demand people shut up, stop talking about those things. We demand that they don't do this and don't do that. And the first thing I hear when people try to set a boundary is 
and when I often hear, even if they don't say it this way, is that that was the intention, I want them to stop doing whatever it is. But you are not in control of someone else, just like you don't like feeling controlled or out of control based on someone else's behavior. So why do the same thing onto the other person? Why demand that they behave in a certain way and put them in a space of feeling out of control and therefore reactive the way that you're reactive? It just creates more of a vicious cycle. So boundaries are not so that you can tell other people what to do. I can't say this enough. I know that it's really easy to get to that space. I know that's the reason why you think the boundary needs to be set, but oftentimes that's not what it is. And I've had really difficult conversations with people in my life, particularly when they feel unsuccessful in setting boundaries. It's like they blame the other person. They're mad at the other person. They're resentful towards the other person because that person's not meeting my needs or that person is doing something that I don't like. They're crossing a line. They're doing this and that. And it's like, there's a lot of assumption. There's a lot of assumption through this self-protective lens of this person is intentionally setting out to harm me, or maybe they're not intentionally harming me, but they're still harming me nonetheless. And so therefore they're to blame. And it's like, that's not how that works either. Because you're operating under the assumption that they assume and they expect that you're hurt by the things that they're saying, or you, you're, you're upset by what they're saying. And while there are people out in this world who are intentionally catty, who are intentionally malicious, who intentionally seek out to harm you, uh, most of the time, especially when I find people are really struggling to set boundaries, it's usually with loved ones. Most of the time, I want to say that again, most of the time, the other person's not coming at it from a place of harming you just for the sake of harming you. That's the caveat. Even if they think that they're coming at you to hurt you, because I've had conversations like this before also, and I've been in that space too, where I've been so angry, so upset. Yeah, I want you to feel fucking cut by what I'm saying or what I'm doing, or I want you to feel shook because I'm upset. It's not because I actually want you to like hurt as a person. It's because I'm so mad that either I want to inflict the same pain so that you are in the same state of discomfort as me. I want to get back, whatever it is. But that's because the real root cause is because I'm upset in the first place. I'm uncomfortable in the first place. I feel unsafe in the first place. It's about me, not about the other person. And that's the whole reason, even if I come at it from a place of like, oh, I was trying to hurt them. Yeah, I was trying to hurt them because I thought that was the best way to protect myself, to get whatever was going on to stop. Even when I thought I was being, I was doing something and I was being vindictive and all this shit. No, I wasn't. It's because I was trying to protect myself in some way, shape or form because I'm a pretty damn dope human being and I don't necessarily seek out to harm people when I'm not like think about it like this when you are not distressed do you seek to hurt other people do you seek to hurt the people that are hurting you to the point of distress no you don't if things are pretty calm you don't intentionally go out of your way to make that person's life hell only time hell shows up is when <laughs> things are going shitty and everybody feels the flames. <laughs> I don't know where that metaphor came from, but whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's when. So with that being said, in the difficult conversations I've had with other people, you have to accept responsibility for what's happening. And I know that's a tough pill to swallow because you're like, ah, they should know not to do this or that or this or that. And it's like even down to, and again, I come from a very tumultuous background. I have had and experienced a lot of abuse in my life, physically and verbally and emotionally. And 
even when I've seen and I've been on the other side of receiving physical abuse, right? I know that this person isn't assuming, isn't actually realizing that this is wrong. And especially like a lot of the abuse that I experience is culturally informed. You know, um, I come, my parents come from a time, my family comes from a time where they, and they constantly say it now that it would be even worse. You know, we are affected by so much trauma that has happened in this, in our, in our generational line, in our ancestral line, that it is unsurprising to me that they think that this is normal, that these behaviors are normal. And so while we can make the argument they should know not to hurt another person, to them, it's like, you should know not to make me hurt you. Right. Do you see how it's like really dicey and fucked up? Like, listen, we could <laughs> we could dig into this, but I'm just I'm just being real. Like I'm digging into what's going on. It's not because they think that. And, and honestly, in speaking with the people responsible for the abuse that I experienced when I was younger in speaking with them, I also see and understand that. Nowhere in them did they think that the ramifications of those things would persist even till this day, right? You, it's like they didn't even have the awareness or the wherewithal to comprehend the impact of their actions and how it would still bleed into things now. So what I'm getting at is generally speaking, things like that are a result of poor management of their own emotions and their own distress leading out to lashing out and fight fighting they're in fight mode that's what's happening fight mode from their nervous system so when i've had these difficult conversations when i say things like that like taking responsibility it's not because the other person did it it's because you didn't lead yourself in that moment in such a way where this didn't happen where you didn't experience this now there are obviously exceptions right? There's a reason why domestic abuse is a thing. Domestic violence is a thing. Like there are real things, real circumstances that people cannot escape. Fuck boundaries, right? Like the people involved do not care. But what I'm talking about is when you have the privilege, when you are capable of setting boundaries in your day-to-day -day life, when you have loved ones who've made it clear and are communicating to you that they love you and are trying to do their best to show you that they love you, and are receptive to having conversations or want to be receptive to have conversations or are reluctant to have those conversations, but deep down you know that there is hope. That's the context, the context I'm talking about, not the other part of the equation, right? When you have the privilege to set boundaries, um, you do. You do it like this. You do it by removing the demand that other people conform to the way you think they should behave in order for you to be comfortable and to stop feeling upset and distressed. You stop expecting them to curb their behavior in order to manage your emotions. You stop waiting for life itself to become, instead of what it is, chaotic most of the time and live and deal with that as you are, whatever is coming through, managing those things, right? Because the same thing applies. If it's not a person, it's a circumstance, it's an unexpected expense, it's a drama at your job, it's 
the car, it's this, it's all of those, it's like random shit from life that happens and it's about how you conduct yourself in those times. Also, in those instances, it's not always a specific person, but it's a stressor in your life and how you conduct yourself, how you manage yourself, how you manage that stress, how you manage those emotions matters. You can't really change the circumstances, but you can change how you experience them, right? So it's kind of the same concept here with boundaries. It's not that you are trying to change the other person. It's not that you are demanding they change their behavior. It's that you're changing your approach. You're changing based on what it is that you want, what you need, what's missing for you. So if it's a question of like things like respect, well, what are the consequences you've laid out for being disrespected? So as opposed to trying to tell someone stop saying this what this that and the third what are the what are the consequences for when i tell this person i feel disrespected and i point out this is why i feel disrespected and they're continuing to disrespect me what am i going to do in those situations boundaries are a plan for when things don't mesh up it's an awareness of what i'm going to do what i'm going to tolerate what I'm capable of in circumstances where I don't feel in control. When shit has gone awry. When people are fucking up because we all make mistakes. When people are in their hot states, when their nervous systems are dysregulated and they lash out at me, what are the consequences for that? How do I act in those situations? Because all you can control is how you act in those situations. You can make your preferences known. You can say, I prefer that you would talk to me this way or I prefer that you would do this instead of that. You can do that, but no one has to listen to you. Even your loved ones who you love so much, whether they're capable or they're just, they're, they're incapable because they don't have the capacity themselves. They've reached their limit and they don't have the capacity to behave that way. You just need to be aware of if they don't, if they don't change their behavior, if they continue to approach me in this way, if they continue to speak to me in this way, what am I going to do about it? Because all I can control is what I'm going to do about it. So for example, when things get really intense in the house, let's say you're living at home with your family and things are getting loud and out of hand and people are yelling and people are screaming or whatever it is, and conflict resolution isn't happening, it's just straight up conflict, what are you going to do about it? Yes, you can say, I prefer you guys don't scream at each other. I prefer you guys talk to each other calmly. I prefer you guys talk to each other from an empathetic, forgiving place. You can say all these things. You could talk about your preferences. But if they're not listening and they're continuing to behave the, the way that they are, there's nothing you can do about it except what you can do about it. And in that case, you can decide when they're screaming happening in the house and it's more conflict than resolution, I'm going to leave. Whether it's I go to my designated space, whether I leave the house, whether I stay at a friend's house for a day and then come back, whatever it is, that is what I'm going to do. And when people see you walking out the door and they ask what you're doing, you say, you say, I'm walking out this door, I'm leaving because there is a lot of screaming happening. And when there's kickback, when there is, um, you know, people are trying to trade words with you and try to, you know, manipulate you into changing your behavior, that's when you come in and you say, I'm leaving now. And you stick to what you said. As opposed to letting the other person change your behavior and manipulate you, 
you stick to and make sure that your words match your actions. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. If you say you're going to do something, take a certain action in response to what's going on around you, then you do it. That is how boundaries are held and upheld or are created and upheld, how they're respected. When, when people can see that they can't manipulate you, that they can't change your behavior from mismatching your words, then they can't, that's when the respect happens because they realize that you're not capable of being manipulated, influenced, changed on their whims. Now, in that episode where I named it boundaries are up for discussion, not manipulation, I talk about how boundaries can be negotiated. You know, if it's coming from a place of the other person is genuinely trying to connect with you, trying to form intimacy with you, trying to express their hurt and upset and how maybe your boundary is affecting that, that's different from I demand you change your behavior because I'm upset, right? In those cases, you hold firm to your boundaries, but in cases where people want to be in conversation with you, in relationship with you, and want to discuss how you proceed moving forward, maybe because it the boundary was um in has been in place from misinformation miscommunication maybe because um it feels a little too harsh whatever it is negotiations are open discussion is open as long as it's not coming from a place of again manipulating you trying to get you to conform to something so that they feel less discomfort and it's forcing you to change your behavior like there's no force is essentially what i'm getting at this is about power, not force. So rather than trying to change someone else's behavior, when someone is behaving the way that they are, what are you going to do about it? I have examples and I continually kind of create examples for myself or use certain situations as precedents moving forward. Like I had a situation where my manager at work had missed out on putting in information I needed that affected my paycheck and I need and I didn't like it and I found it unpleasant all of these things rather than blame my manager for being irresponsible for doing this whatever I was thinking at the time it became a question of like how am I going to lead myself through this problem because I can complain at the person who who is contributing to the problem right or who caused the problem even I can complain at that person I can bitch up that person I can direct all my energy and anger to that person and blame that person or I can do something about it so it doesn't happen again. What am I going to do? So I said, I, I messaged my manager and I had said, listen, do I need to talk to HR so that this doesn't happen again? Was something along those lines. Or like, do I need to go to HR in order to get these hours put in? Or are you going to do it? And that for me was a boundary where I knew for a fact that if it didn't get inputted, if the information I needed didn't get inputted and my check suffered for it, I was going to be going to HR. I knew exactly what I was going to do. And no matter what the other person said, if they did not do what I needed them to do, if the, continue, the problem continued to expand, I knew what I was going to do in response to it. So I was going to get my needs met elsewhere. HR was going to fix the problem for me. And yeah, she would have to deal with the consequences of that or whatever, but that's just how it needed to play out. And I mean business when I say shit like that. So that's the other part of it is when you set a boundary, you need to mean business. You need to mean what you say. And when you're used to 
manipulating other people, you often will find that you manipulate yourself. When you're used to gaslighting other people or being gaslit by other people, you've gaslit yourself as well. So it's important to pay attention to, that's why I said in that post, when you do gaslight yourself, when you do manipulate yourself, validate your feelings instead of telling yourself, telling yourself that you're not experiencing something. Acknowledge your experience, validate your feelings, admit to what's going on so you don't gaslight yourself. And as far as manipulation goes, make sure that your actions meet your words. So it's really simple. It just takes practice. But it's making sure that you have and continually create as life circumstances, as relationships evolve, as things happen, that you continually add to this manual, if you will. You continually add to your boundaries to protect yourself and keep yourself safe and also make sure that your needs are being met without trying to control someone else. Know what you're going to do in situations where you've had enough. In the same way that, you know, I know when I'm talking to my girlfriends or whatever and we're talking about relationships, if we're ever cheated on, something I hear all the time is if I'm ever cheated on, I'm going to leave. If I'm ever cheated on, I'm going to walk out that door. The relationship is over. That's a boundary. It's not, I'm going to do this, this, I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to expect this and this from this person. I'm going to expect him to apologize and crawl on his hands and knees and da, da, da. No, when, when I experience this, when I experience someone cheating on me, I'm going to leave. That is a boundary. It's a plan for, what, for when, <laughs> when you are faced with circumstances where you have no control. So you know in what direction to flow in. So you know where to pour your energy in. In what direction to pour your energy in. So I would rather invest my energy in taking actions that make me feel powerful, that make me feel strong, that make me feel safe, that make me feel protected and respected, self-respected, knowing full well that that has impact, that that has influence on the people around me and how they view me and how they interact with me. And there's so many different ways that you can do it and apply it. It just comes down to what you're going to do. Whether it's because someone is constantly late when you offer to give them a ride and you say, listen, if you're not, if you're not ready at this time, I'm not taking you. And when that time comes and the person is not ready and then minutes go by and they go to you and they say, I want to be taken X, Y, Z place. You stick to, no, I'm not taking you there because you weren't ready on time. To if, if my boyfriend or my girlfriend cheats on me, I'm going to leave that person. I'm going to leave the relationship. I'm going to end the relationship. I'm not contributing to the relationship anymore. If my boss doesn't make sure that my checks are the way that they're supposed to be, especially when I update them and whatever, then I'm going to go to HR to make sure that I get what I need from my checks so that I get consistently paid properly. If someone is screaming or raising their voice, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to leave if they continue screaming their, and, and yelling at me at the top of their lungs. And when they do, I leave. When things are getting too over emotional, I'm going to, I know that when things are getting emotionally charged and emotionally overwhelming, for, especially for both sides, I know that there's not going to be any resolution. There's nothing productive that's going to come out of this conversation. It's just going to continue to devolve. So at that point, I know that I'm just going to 
tell the person I love them and I'm going to leave and we can pick this up later when we calm down. Whether or not they want to keep screaming, whether or not they want to keep going off, has nothing to do with me. I'm leaving. I'm doing what I said I was going to do in response to behaviors I don't like, in response to lines being crossed, in response to values being disrespected. I know what I'm going to do and I stick to what I say I'm going to do. That's what a boundary is. So I hope that this helps, that you use this tool wisely and you get results from setting boundaries moving forward, that they're effective for you, that you feel like you're more in control because you're controlling yourself and your own actions as opposed to trying to control other people and make them change. I hope that you feel set free and you can kind of let go of the burdens of trying to get people to change their ways because that's also very Captain save a behavior. Like you don't need to change anyone. You don't need to make anyone grow. You don't need to make anyone better. People will automatically benefit from being in your presence, especially the stronger you get as like a, a self-leader in a way or someone who is very self-aware, self-assured, self-possessed, confident, clear, communicative, responsible, whatever it is, whatever it is that kind of gets you going, oh, that person I wouldn't fuck with, you can be unfuckwithable too and that's how you do it. It's not by escalating the problem it's not by blaming and redirecting your energy at the people who you feel are responsible for the problem it's taking responsibility for how you handle and experience the problem how you come up with solutions and if the other person involved is available has the capacity you can co-create that solution together that's fine too but you set you set the precedent you set the bar there and that puts you out of a victim mindset and then the villain where you start doing things to self-protect and you lash out at them. And again, the cycle continues and it's perpetuated by your actions. You're not a victim. Neither is the other person. Only one of you can be empowered in this moment. The person who's listening to this and is deciding, ah, I'm going to try this and change my approach. I'm going to focus on what I can control and what I can do about this. That person is the empowered person. That person is not dwelling in victimhood. That person is actually creating change that's going to sustain a better relationship, a healthier relationship with whatever. Circumstances, life, work, people, loved ones. It, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. So Amara is a very direct person. She's very no-nonsense and she doesn't coddle people. Are you in my head? <laughs> when I started looking into your classes and Strut Your Story was first and I was like, well, we're a wallflower. Like we just hang out and we hide and we gotta fix that first. You're not you're not going to coddle someone or do the oh baby and oh look I'm taking care. No no no. You you give real love. I have to say when you give honest and direct advice information, it's not like it comes out rough and ragged. It's a nice clean like where it's like oh. Yeah, she's right. It comes with a it comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of great knowledge and it comes mm -hmm. from a place of understanding. It was exactly what I needed at the right time and I'm so grateful to you, Amara. You know, she's 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 a fucking icon.